All right, what is up? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talking Smack with Tana, May 1st, the first episode, baby. This is going to be our sports show. Me and a man who is filled with stats, is filled with sports news, coming in at 6'3 and heavy as hell, filled with all those news and stats for you, my boy, Christopher Furman. Yo! Got the intro music for you, dog. I got it. Yeah, yeah, bro. Oh, man. How you feeling today, man? How you feeling? How you feeling? Feeling amazing, amazing, amazing. Glad to be part of the first episode, bro. The first episode. This is ground. We opening a building right here, bro. We groundbreaking right here, bro. <laughs> Feels like it, baby. I feel the weight hey. right here. It's Hell yeah, me too, bro. It's I'm heavy. It's heavy. heavy. <laughs> that hurt. I'm stressed out, man, but I'm excited, bro. Thank you for joining me. I know you filled with stats and news. Hell yeah. So you come prepared every single time. Uh, so let's dive into it, shall we? Hell yeah. Let's get All into right. it. First thing we got is, is 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 there's been a lot of chatter, dude. A lot okay. of Twitter fingers, right? Okay. Between boxers and MMA fighters. Okay? I've been seeing that. I've been seeing that. Way too much. Way too much. So there's been a lot more talk than there is action, and we're about to get into why that is. Right? Okay. Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou, right, been respectful. They both want this fight. I, I think we all want this fight. You want this fight? I want this fight. I want Make this fight. Happen. I think all the fans want it. Okay. Uh, they want it. They want it. Here's my issue. I don't see it happening. Okay. You got Ngannou who's on a contract with the UFC till January. Okay. Right? Tyson Fury just said he's he's kind of retiring from the competitive boxing scene. I've seen okay. that. Um, the man has not left the proof. And Ghana still has a lot to prove. A lot. So, you just got your first belt. You know? Exactly. And, and and defended it, you know what I mean, uh, I think twice now. Yeah. Regardless, he's under contract to UFC. The UFC will not allow their champ, whether it's exhibition or not, to go do a boxing match. You know why? And this is my opinion. If he loses, the UFC loses a lot of credibility and respect on their end. Absolutely. You know, you can't say you got the baddest man on the planet and go lose to a, a, a boxer in Tyson Fury. But here, here's my perspective on this, bro. Um, I don't think that it really hurts that bad because dollar for dollar, Conor McGregor is still by far the biggest star in UFC and easily one of the biggest athletes on earth. Like, regardless of the sport, he's probably bigger than any boxer, honestly. The, it's just boxing money is, is built different. It's built yeah. different. This is why Conor went and took that fight. This is why Ngannou wants that fight. This is why Canelo keeps, keeps engaging in these conversations because, bro, you're talking about a purse. These are the best fighters in the world that are going at it. It's not going to be some some chump or something it's champ versus champ in a respective sport it's gonna be a 50 million dollar purse bro I Talk to that. Smack. come on bro Talk like, to it, it's gonna be a big ass purse big ass amount of money that's just what that's just what the fight is paying not not even considering sponsors and all this is how floyd goes in there you know and defends for 12 rounds and comes out 300 million dollars richer you know like <laughs> I'm it's a business, saying, bro. Like it's a business, hard, man. Because, bro, like, what what is the most you could probably make? I don't care. The biggest UFC fight. I'm talking about something that they like. This is probably the biggest card they ever had. The biggest headline event. You know, just like. Khabib versus Connor. 
and any box. Tyson Fury and Ganu, I think, can blow that out of the water. I'm pretty sure Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder did more numbers, and those aren't even Ooh, those aren't even you know because boxer versus boxer, you know, the numbers generally are going to be still way more than UFC, but lower than you know a headline boxing fight or a head you know UFC versus MMA uh, UFC versus boxer. You know what I'm saying, like. Those, bro, MM, uh, McGregor versus Mayweather, listen, bro, I, I don't want to get too into the rabbit hole here, but <laughs> I don't know if the fight was rigged or not rigged, but there no, was too sure much never, money, too much money to say no. I don't care. Bro, if if Floyd was like, talk all your shit, I'm going to pay you to talk shit about me before the fight, but you got to lose the fight, but you're going to make $100 million, bro, like, I... I mean, listen, bro. The only person that's saying no to that is Bad Baby because she making more than athletes <laughs> here, here. So you feel me, like? Hey, yeah. Waldo. Hey, all right. Bro. So the the Engadu versus Fury fight, we all want to see it. Do I think it'll happen soon? No, I think you know Engadu Engadu wants it while he's still under contract with UFC and UFC. He's like, no way in hell. And um, I think so- I'm gonna be real. Engadu would lose. Because you're talking about one of the best boxers, right. and you're gonna go box him. I don't, bro. Hey. I think, I think across the board, doesn't matter who is who's fighting who. If a boxer fights an MMA fighter in a boxing ring, the boxer, I'm I'm putting my money on him every time. If he goes fights in the MMA ring, I'm putting my money on the MMA fighter. He's getting destroyed. The boxer is getting punished. You can't just punch me off fight, bro. Like right. I'm. Finna- I'm saying take your legs from underneath you. But they're, they're talking about special stipulations for this fight, right? And, okay. you know, um, they're talking about small gloves, MMA gloves, but no uh, no kicks. So they're talking about maybe elbows and knees. Oh, my gosh. That's interesting. That gives it kind of a bit of advantage. So it's like, hey. now let's jump to uh, uh, Usman versus Canelo real fast. We ain't got to sit on this one too long. I don't think it's happening. I don't think it'll ever happen. Canelo doesn't see a reason to make it happen. And – Obviously, Usman's looking for payday, payday. They all want payday, as Canelo said. But I just don't see that fight happening. You know? Um, I you personally, I, this is what I think. I think Canelo would take the fight because Canelo is, you know, don't quote me on this because I don't have the exact record, but he's like 56-2-0 and two and oh or something like that, right? Yeah. Or 2-1, yeah, and one, right? 2-1. He has like two, like no contest, the one loss to Floyd, and then the rest is, is straight wins, you know? And you, oh, okay, you add an up and coming, looks like gonna be a powerhouse in the UFC for the next few years. Um, yeah. I'm thinking Usman's gonna be contending for Yeah, I'm thinking he's gonna be contending for that belt for at least the next two to three years, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, that might be a long. Some people fall out; they burn out quick. Hey, you, you're a bright flame for like a year or two, and then you burn out. But I don't, I don't see that with Usman. Like he looks like he's doing everything he can to stay in, like at the top of his game, so that he can be at the top of the game. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, honestly, I think both of them would take that fight. It's just Usman. I, I'm pretty sure he's gonna, he's not gonna do it. I, I've already seen him say, like, tweet. The purse has to be like huge. It has to be a huge amount of money on the line for him to take the fight. And I agree, bro, because he's gonna lose. Let's be real. You know, you you talk you fighting the best boxer pound for pound in the world. 
I'm not I'm not messing with that, bro. I'm not listen, if it ain't fifty million on the line, I'm not even trying it. You know, because at that point, what are you tarnishing your legacy for? You know, if you know, Con- Connor made a hundred million and and at, bro, after that fight is when I think he started getting more into uh his whiskey company that he ended up selling for uh, what how much he sold it? A billion dollars oh, or whatever. Too much money. Bro, like like and so okay, so you lost money. Uh, or you lost some credibility in terms of your capabilities in the ring or in the octagon because that that fight, I guess, affected him when he went back to MMA because he wasn't doing shit when he went back to MMA. You yeah. know? It's but, hard to be hungry when you wake up on silk sheets, baby. Come it's, on, it's bro. Hard. When you bro, when you wake up and you see in your your bank account say one hundred one million <laughs> something something thousand. No, waking up, I'm laying in bed all day long, dog. You feel me? You call you call for your balance. <laughs> Mr. Morris, your balance is, you know, like 240 million, something, something thousand, and something cents. Like, bitch, you ain't even had to tell me the cents. As soon as you said two something million, what? I'm hanging that bitch up going right back like this. Bro. All right. Let's let's Bro. dive into this. Let's dive into this real fast about these uh boxing versus MMA fantasy fights, right? Yeah. So obviously. I have on my list the two that we just went over in Ganu, uh, Francis Ngannou versus Tyson Fury. I have Canelo versus Usman. Okay. okay. Now, these three may surprise you. Okay? okay. Bear with me. This one is, I think this is my best one on this list. Max Holloway versus Manny freaking Pacquiao. Wow. That would be. Wow. God, I would love to see that. <laughs> Same bro, way. that's an amazing fantasy <sighs> fight, bro. I never, never, ever conceived that. that shit, bro. Like, yeah. like, oh my gosh, that I, honestly, bro. Yes. To be honest, though, different. I, if it's a boxing fight, I would still love to see it. I would love to see it, yeah. but just on the winner, just on the this money. Man is way, way, way too fast. He's he's Ooh, man, he, but Holloway got that reach and he got I know, he's long. He, that power. He, yeah, I know he's like, long as hell and he, And I've yeah. seen Manny get knocked out before. I ain't never seen Holloway get knocked out. Holloway yeah. Holloway and, and, does uh, statistically have the strongest chins. Um MMA on point, shout out to them. They did a video, it's an amazing video, like twenty minutes long. Did a video on uh MMA's strongest chance, and they and they literally narrowed it down by like amount of fights, amount of strikes taken, amount of like top fifteen opponents. Like it's an amazing video. Go check it out. Okay. Matt Holloway and John Jones are tied for the strongest chance in the UFC statistically. I believe that because Volkanovski fucks people up, but Holloway looked pretty solid fighting him. You know, like he looked honestly. Let's be real. One of those fights, I thought Holloway. Did enough. Second one. The second one for sure. Yeah, the set. Yeah, it was the second fight, right? Yeah, the first yeah. fight he kind of got. He kind of got yeah. walked through. The second one for sure. It was like, okay, he deserves this, but yeah, said, beat the champ. You gotta beat the champ. So you gotta beat the champ. Uh, yep. My my fourth one is a uh, God. I'm still a McGregor fanboy, no matter how hard I try not to be. <laughs> McGregor versus Mayweather. I gotta see that fight again, and I think it's more possible now than ever because it might be McGregor's gonna make careers dwindling down. Hell yeah. And people say, oh, that's a hard sell because he's not on top of MMA anymore. No, but he did go 10 rounds with Floyd. He did land some pretty good shots, you know what I mean? And yep. he's still Conor McGregor. The money's there. The, the star power's there. I say we see that one again. Now, this next one. I think the, on that last one, I think it was be the same, though. Even though Floyd's, I don't know, X amount of years old, I just think Conor's got too much money now. Like, you could just tell, bro. Like, 
listen, we could talk about whatever on the show. Connor, some of those videos, bro, there's a page on Instagram called Thursday Lines, which is like a page. <laughs> it's funny, bro. It's like a page for like, I guess, people that do that smoke crack or coke or whatever. And bro, they be posting like videos of, of McGregor just doing regular stuff. And it fits so perfectly because he's doing stuff that crackheads do. It's like he's, yeah, he's a crackhead. <laughs> like eating a popsicle and he just looks at the camera. He's like, ha ha, you know, and he's like, he's like, like yeah, like he's just weird, bro. You know? Like he's just like, dude, and he'll be laying like every time, like he's got like some freaking two million dollar watch on, you know, like he's got all this money around him, but he's bullshitting on the camera. Like, he's just, he's just like, just. I don't know, bro. Like I'm like, yeah, he's he's high. He's on some, you know. He's he's this, living good right now. I got a hundred million dollars. What I'm worried about, you know. This next, uh, the, 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 and the last one I'm, I'm gonna go over is uh, <coughs> our fucking guy, you know, uh, and John Bones Jones, our okay. fucking guy, the goat, the greatest ever, you know, the greatest. Uh, th this is the only one that really can't happen. Um, but I would give my left nut to see it. Is John Jones versus Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali? Wow. Fuck, that would be an amazing fight. Wow, that would be unbelievable. I, it, I don't think I can stress enough about how his style with uh, Muhammad Ali's style is so similar. And you, you would have to watch a lot of his striking battles to understand. Like, people say, oh, he's running. Oh, he's doing this. Uh, the, the motherfucker took easy. a lot of game from Muhammad Ali, and you can see it when he fights. Um, so but, that would be my last one on the list. That that makes sense considering, you know, you know, some people think Floyd and Tyson might be the GOATs, but uh, you know, I think the general consensus GOAT is Muhammad Ali. Um, and if you wanna you know, you're you're still in a combat sport, so there's it definitely stuff you can take from from yep. one of the greatest to ever ever step inside any kind of combat arena you know, that's been televised or watched by other humans, I guess, you know. I mean, sure, there was probably some incredible uh, combat people, like, in the Roman times when they was fighting in the Colosseum, killing each other and shit, but, you know, we don't know about those people. In modern times, bro, Muhammad Ali is one of the freaking most devastating, you know, boxers. I wouldn't say devastating. I would give that word to Mike Tyson, but definitely one of the most skilled crafty boxers especially because he was a heavyweight you know he moved way smaller than he than he was you know like he he was big and that that's that's what got a lot of those fighters you know like bro i can't wait for you to put that leon spinks fight up you know because that was one of them right there you know i can't believe they used to have fights in the superdome bro huge huge boxing fights bro hey but that was that was like when the Superdome first opened in the seventies. You know, like it, it, they had every event there—the Super Bowl, the Final Four, just everything. Oh yeah, let's go to the Superdome. You know, since we're since we're talking about Superdome, right? Okay. You know what this? And I'm gonna tell you why I brought up Superdome and where I'm going with this. Don't worry. You see this cup? You know what that is? What's that? You don't know what what TV show this is? Naruto. No, God, dog it. That country shit I just said. Uh. You don't know what TV show this is, man? I don't. Dragon Ball Z. Okay. okay. I want to talk to you about a dude who I think is a real-life Dragon Ball Z character. Okay. He's okay. from the area of the Superdome, okay? Okay. The Superdome. I'm talking about the man Tom Lee, though. 
Okay. All but right. Anyway, he came before a championship. Okay. He like okay. how I segregated, segregated yes, into sir. that. The I local like king. You feel me? We firing, baby. We firing. Look. Okay. One championship came out with a list, right? Top five most exciting fighters from the United States. Okay. Okay. Number one was your boy Tyron Lee. Wow, for he real? Deserves. Much yeah. deserves, dude. Yeah, bro. Like, he has been, he's knocked out every dude he has fought in one championship. Dude, he's literally been champion. I've been in Texas for a year now. Uh, like, today makes a year and a day, right? Okay. Uh -oh. Congrats, by the way. Getting the hell out of Louisiana. Congrats. Yeah, yeah, and it took me a year, but I finally, finally am getting myself, you know. Right. Always believed you could do it when you're struggling, letting right, everybody right. But uh, yeah, bro, he's literally been champion since way before I moved out here. Yeah. You know, like that's at least he's been holding the belt for over a year. You it's know, COVID. I, I don't know exactly what what month and uh. It was during COVID, and, right? And, and definitely during COVID, hundred percent. I was yeah. when he fought Martin to win for the belt. I was in the garage. I, I, I think I was with you, or I was talking to you, or I, it I think was freezing cold outside. I'm yeah. in the garage at like six in the morning, screaming, hollering, waking up yeah. the neighbors. Uh, it, it was crazy. That last knockout he just did over one of the best grapplers in the country, Gary Tonin. Okay. Um, I, you know, ridiculous, nasty, stupid, crazy, retarded. Um, so basically, he's just in his bag right now. In his bag. So he deserves that number one spot. And number two, we have uh, Angela Lee. Wow. Okay. So, so, from New Orleans too, right? No, this is a this is a lady from uh, Hawaii. Okay. Young, young, and she okay. just had a baby. She came back and had a great fight against uh, Stan Fairtex. So okay. Angela, Angela Lee, much deserved. Um, number three is a guy you're very familiar with, uh, Demetrius Johnson. One of, the other, one of the other goats in Go. uh, of UFC. So uh, one, of crafty, one of the uh, craftiest fighters ever. Four, we got Jeanette Todd. She's a, 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 a Muay Thai fighter, I believe, and a kickboxer. She, um, I, I, I seen a video of her, like, just head kicking the, the, the piss out of some poor girl. And it, it scared Not the shit out of me watching it. And it looked like it scared the shit out of her when it landed because she was just like, hey, I'm, I'm like, respect. Hey. I'm backing up. Like, I got her. It's over with. Um, and then number five, I, I can't say I know too much about this guy. I'm, I'm going to do some more research. Uh, Jared Brooks. Okay. Yeah, too much about him, but. I mean, fucking Tyler Lee, number one on that list. Amazing. Yeah, that's that's the best part right there. Yeah. Tyler Lee, my dude. Bro, he's ahead of the Yeah, bro. So that's one of the goats. It's like, bro, put some respect on that man's name, bro. Like, give him his money. He, bro, that he, means, I mean, I know, you know, just because one person beat one person, that doesn't mean that this other team could beat that team because they lost to a team that right. this other beat or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But – I'm thinking Tyne could be Rod Tang. Yeah. I think could be. Small, way too small. Yeah. He's, DJ he's, just beat Rod Tang. Well, that's what I'm saying, because DJ yeah. beat Rod Tang. You feel yeah. me? Like, uh, you know. I, I would love to see. So, Tyne has been asking for those cross-promotional fights okay. with Bellator's champ, uh, Patricio Pitbull, um, I believe. He's been asking for Volkanovski. He wants to move up to 155 and one championship. Okay. If, if that, it, it, you know, we'll do another segment on that another day is, is the, the fantasy cross promotion fights that we want to see. But okay. I, I think Tan has very great chances to go cross promotion and, and beat these guys. Absolutely. Know? 
I think the UFC missed their chance, um, you know, on the contender series, and and it, it shows because this dude is knocking people out left and right, and number one most exciting fighter out of the United States from one championship. Uh, next, jumping into some NBA, some of that, some, some of them hoops, dog, some of them hoops. That's what he's calling me. Yeah, he's called, my, my dad's calling me. Hey, who? <laughs> That's what he told you. Hey, who? He's calling me. Hey, who? Hey, who? Uh, so, what what you think about the the Bucks versus Celtics and the Grizzlies versus Warriors today? Okay, so I thought the Grizzlies and Warriors game uh, was interesting because I could tell that Golden State is too small. Uh, like if Memphis uses their size, um, they could give them issues. But Golden State is not just any team. Like I don't like Draymond got ejected today. And before he got ejected, like, I, I don't see how the Grizzlies were going to win because Golden State's playing super good defense. I mean, like, the Grizzlies could have won today uh, because John Morant did get his shot off, uh, his layup off, and it just it just didn't go down, you know? And it just be like that sometimes. But I think, honestly, first of all, Clay had a bad game. Uh, he's not going to have a bad game every game. Right. Um, yep. When he has and, those good games, he has those fucking good games. He has those games. You know, hey, game six, Clay, don't let it get to game six. Headband, you know? Clay, ooh. Hey, bro, like, I'm just saying, you know. But I think uh, somebody else, uh, like it's Milwaukee, if, if Golden State gets past Memphis and I'm assuming Phoenix are going to beat Dallas, um, if Golden State get to the finals and they got to play Milwaukee, I don't think they can beat Milwaukee because they just got too much nice. size. The damn size. Going, transitioning here into this Boston-Milwaukee game, uh, the whole reason Boston was dominating uh, Brooklyn is because they're just too big. They have, they're, they're just too – there's too many big players. Brooklyn has no physical – they're a finesse team, you know. They're, they're just about – bro, can KD and Kyrie go get us 30, 35-plus each, you know. If they don't get it, that then they're soft. You know, they they're soft like tissue paper, wet tissue. You feel me? Like, like <laughs> you getting tore, you you getting tore through. You four old, bro. You got you didn't even get gentlemen's. You couldn't even get one, bro. Hey, like, smack, come on, bro. Like hey, they, they got walked, walked out, bro. And they got a big game from Kyrie game one. What did he drop? Forty three or something like that. Thirty four, and they still lost. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, of course they lost because somebody was. Uh, I don't know, looking like LeBron against the Mavericks in the finals in 2010, just freaking doing nothing. KD with – bro, even the last game when he tried, quote-unquote, to, uh, you know, score, he had 37 points or something like that, but he took like 31 shots. You know what I'm saying? Any yeah. other time I see KD, if he has 31 shots, I promise you he has damn near – you know, 50 or over 50 points. He was way more efficient. He, bro, he just could not shoot. Why? Because there's no, there's no, we don't have to worry about nothing. We just got to man y'all up. And I don't think Boston. Once that ball touches the floor, they were on KD's ass. On his ass. And on Kyrie's is, ass. This is the problem I think they're going to, because KD, KD's stats, he was 38.6 uh, field goal percentage in four games. He was okay. 33% from three. Um, You know, that ain't going to cut it. That's not, not good. The, the, the only thing is, I don't think that the Celtics can play Giannis the same way they could do KD is because when that ball touches the floor from Giannis, he's taking your little ass to that rack. He's taking you. KD was kind of like trying to play the, 
oh, mid-range shoot, you know, three-point yeah. shoot. He was trying to force him. He was jacking shit up is basically what he was doing. You're not doing that again, John. Giannis will back your little ass down there. He will one, two, bang, bang, hit you up, you know, throw hey, that hey, record, hey, all contact. You know, I heard KD on a pod. Uh, I don't know if it was a podcast or uh, like a post-game press conference. He was saying that, you know, they're kind of throwing me off my game. Like, I'm, I'm being hesitant. I don't know if I should pass the ball or if I should shoot right here. I think, first of all. He had uh, him flustered. He was going. All over the place. And it didn't help that, you know, Mr. Kyrie wanted to be selfish and miss half the season. You know, <laughs> listen, bro, you can believe in what you want to believe. But uh, I do know team. Uh, comes with sacrifice, bro. And if you want to be a part of the team, you have to sacrifice. And you can't be, you can't tell people to be there for you, to want to be there for you if they already made that sacrifice. I want this. I want to be here. I want to win a championship. I'm doing what it needs. All you got to do is get the shot, bro. If you a bit, you you're the villain, no matter what. If you get the shot, oh well, well, you know, I got the shot. I'm still here. You know, uh, I might not be tomorrow or whatever the case may be. But this is, what you know. me up. this is when I knew the Nets were done, right? Is obviously, you know, James Harden wanted to leave. Kyrie was being selfish all season. You're not just going to come back to the playoffs and be normal. But when I heard KD say in an interview, right, that, um, uh, I'm sorry, Kyrie say, there's bigger things in life than basketball, okay? So, dude, you get fucking millions of dollars to play your sport. Go out there and win. That is, that is your job. Entertain the fans and win. And then when I heard uh, KD, oh, damn, what a kid. I, I don't remember. But they, they weren't on the same page. They don't care. You know, Kyrie and KD have their reigns. I feel bad for the Steve Nash and the other dudes on that team. I feel um, bad for one guy that they brought along on the trip that, you know, Technically, he really didn't even want to go there from Jump Street, but he went because they told him to go. We want you to come. And then Kyrie decides, I'm not going to be there. So now he's in Philly. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel bad for him. He is dog shit to me. I think he's more No, I understand. But I'm not going to say, like, I wouldn't feel bad if I was in that situation just because he's playing badly. You know what I'm saying? I think he's selfish, too, though. I'm I'm talking a little smack here, but I think he's selfish, too, because, you you know, you you, you go into the offseason – and you you pull a Zion Williamson, you get out of shape, and you get, you know, it's every off season, bro. Yeah, like James Harden is one of those players that uh, plays himself into shape. I don't know if you noticed, Luca had right. to do that, yeah, bro. Yeah. Uh, like in soccer, a lot of people don't know this, but Eden Hazard didn't didn't eat right, didn't take care of himself. That's why he keeps getting hurt every off season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, when he, he left healthy, right? Yeah, when, when you're young and your body's able to do all these things, but as you age, little by little, like, bro, people think shit's never going to get to them, it's never going to happen, it's never going to catch up to you. Yeah, bro, like, your decisions catch up to you. And you could notice signs, you know, I don't want to get off into a soccer tangent, but, you know, like, hey, Messi. We will, we will after these predictions. Yeah, like, Messi, a little small point. In 2014, uh, before the World Cup, they lost. Uh, Barca lost La Liga on the last game of the season. Um, yeah, he he had he he had injuries. Like he was in and out the lineup. He still scored 28 goals, but that's well below his standards that he had set for the the few years before that. He was scoring 40, 50 goals and shit like that. Ridiculous record-breaking numbers. And then you come back down to 28, and you could just tell something was wrong with him. Like, he went, bro, literally, you know, this is my favorite player. I could see it on him. Like, man, like, (laughs) yeah, I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, bro, like, is is he not, is is that, was that it? Like, is he not going to be that player anymore? Uh, And he, 
that off season, he changed a whole bunch. He changed his diet. He changed a whole bunch of stuff. Sure enough, the following year, they win La Liga, Copa del Rey, and the Champions League, and he wins the Ballon d'Or. You know, he comes back, and he was, and that's what it is. But some people don't catch it while it's not that big. Like, right there, he, he wasn't – he didn't have any big injuries. It was just little injuries that because of the way he was taking care of himself because he was really mostly relying on his talent and his great teammates, you know, to help him get to where he was going. But at some point, it's like, bro, nah, like, your body – can't just do it all by itself you need you need to help your body do what you're trying to do and I, I don't think James Harden ever tried to do that like he's bro I, there's people here in Houston that tell me like I've met multiple people already that the Rockets will lose a game after the game he's, he's at the strip club you know what I'm saying which is not it's not I'm not surprised that James Harden is in a strip right, club right. This shit. it's just like bro like I can just tell you don't care about anything if after a loss you don't even have the self bro if i lost any game i'm going home i'm going home let me just think it over yeah like i i'm rich i could go hit the strip club any day i I could go throw a couple dollars and i could literally go club going up on a tuesday you know what i'm saying it's sunday i lost let me just go home decompress because if i go in there i'm just end up spending more money because i'm in my feelings you know i got a whole off season to see strip clubs and a lot of people are seeing those strip clubs right now this off season including lebron and katie uh let's let's go into these predictions um uh for the semifinals (laughs) i I love when uh uh, uh, skip bayless calls them look on and uh uh, oh yeah do kevin ducant i'm like yeah ducant yeah We have Grizzlies versus Warriors. We have Suns versus Mavericks. We have Celtics versus Bucks, and we have Heat versus 76ers. Um, real quick, I think I think the Warriors are going to win in six. Um, okay, I agree. I, I, I think agree. Suns versus Mavs. Uh, I, I, I see the Suns getting it done in seven games. Okay, um, I, I, I'm calling Suns in six. Okay, okay, yeah. Suns in six. So a little difference there. Um, I see Celtics versus Bucks. Oh. my Celtics and five. You want Celtics? You want I mean, Celtics? No, 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 no. Uh, Milwaukee and five. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, Milwaukee and six. Okay. Uh, but I yeah, do they think have no answer. they have no answer for uh, Giannis at all, at all. Yeah. Um, he, he literally played bad today and still had a triple double. And Marcus Smart today was dealing with some injuries. I know his shoulder came out of socket and looked like he was limping off the uh, in the in the locker room in the back after the game. And then. Uh, Heat versus 76ers. Um, Heat and four. Heat <laughs> and four. Heat hey, and four. Look, if you ain't Joel got Embiid. your team, you are baked. No Embiid. No Embiid. I absolutely have, hey. I have this much trust in James Harden. You know? Oh. You feel me? So. I don't think James Harden has trust in James Harden. Okay. I, it looks like it. It looks like he doesn't even believe in himself. Like, you Honestly, <laughs> you feel me? That is a shit show. Uh, anyways, yeah. so. how how you get bad in literally like over the co- course of a couple months? Like, how do you how do you just like <laughs> you feel me? Like, like you're not. I've only time I've ever seen somebody drop off like from being super like like just unbelievable <laughs> shitty is Peyton Manning, and he was literally like 41 years old at that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. James Harden, you're like 32, bro. Like, how the fuck are you? Chris Paul and, is and to me, he's 30. never showed up in the playoffs. Huh? James Harden has never showed up in the playoffs. Never, bro. The never, playoffs, never. bro, I, I noticed like a lot of these players in the playoffs, like, 
if you're a star player, Shannon said this so perfect on Undisputed, bro. Like, I, I, I'm just going to quote him. He said, if you're a star player, your numbers from the regular season can't go down when you get to the playoffs. Yes. Like, you need to you do more. They, lose every time. Is, yeah, like you – bro, KD giving you less numbers. Uh, uh, Kyrie was giving you less numbers. Now, if you got something like, you know, where you're just playing such good defense and Jason Tatum can give you maybe – his average or just barely below his average, you know, that's fine. But as a, mostly as a star player, I, I know for a fact LeBron, he's averaging in every series, he's averaging more than whatever he averaged during the regular season because he understands it's the playoffs and they need me to do more in order for us to get through. If your numbers are going to go down in the postseason as a star player, then you better be providing for your role players. Allen has been shooting his ass off. Absolutely. He's a role player that is killing and making an impact because his team is feeding him at the right times. Hey, I'm down as I draw this double. I'm going to kick it out. You hit. Do your job. The hell was that? Oh, fucking blue winner. <laughs> My bad. Uh, no, nah, you're good. Um, let's 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 dive into. We got we got about uh 26 minutes left. Okay. Um, let's let's go ahead and dive into the Saints draft class. Okay. Um, you know they they drafted uh round one pick 11 Chris uh, Olave wide receiver from Ohio State. Right. I love it. I love it. Got, I love that pick. The, the 19th pick in the first round, they got Trevor Pinning, uh, a tackle from uh, Northern Iowa. Okay. Okay. Second uh, second round, pick 49, Alante Taylor, cornerback from Tennessee. Absolutely. Um, we, we need cornerbacks. Uh, round five, <laughs> yeah. pick 161, Demario Jackson, uh, linebacker from Appalachia. I can't say that. Appalachia. 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 Yeah. Appalachia State. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Ooh, boy, that hurts. He's solid. I like him. Yeah, and then a, a, a round six pick, uh, uh, 194, Jordan Jackson, defensive tackle from the Air Force. Um, I like him too. I now, like him. Now, I'm going to go ahead and and I, I know I said earlier that I rated the the, the, the draft uh, a B minus. I rated the draft class a B minus, uh, which is, which you know, pretty good. I, I think Chris Olave was a good decision. We need some help. You know, we need a cornerback. Uh as as we discussed earlier, we need a safety. Absolutely. We got rid of Marcus Williams to the Ravens. Um, we need a safety. So, I, I I know I said rate this draft class, but I'm saying let's rate this whole damn offseason because Tyron Matthew is, is is being rumored again to come here, right? If it's being rumored twice, it might be freaking true. I and, think and that, that is a hell of a pickup. And then we got Smoke Monday. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> Listen, in the heart of our rival city. I need that guy on Talking Smack with Tana because he is talking that smack already. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that he filmed a video the day he got signed to the Saints, right? Undrafted uh, free agent. Got signed to the Saints. He films the – what is it called now? The Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Dick-sucking, dick-riding our stadium name. Right. So he films the stadium. Okay. And says, y'all gonna have to see me twice a year, though. <laughs> I like that energy. I, I, dude, I am a fan already. I want a smooth Monday jersey, and I will wear it on Mondays. Absolutely, bro. Like, yep. listen, bro, when you get a player, when you draft somebody, like, I, I don't think there's anybody in the Who That Nation that's not going to like this guy when you come out and the first thing that you associate with your new team is talking shit about the rival, the arch rival that we despise, you know? 
Like, bro, like you, you're a New Orleans Saint, bro. Like, and I love it because he knows. I, I think I've been seeing uh, kind of like listening to some other players talk about when they play against the Saints. And all of them say it's a lot of fun because we talk shit. We talk, you know, we got, and one of the main ones, bro, is fucking C.J. Gardner, Johnson. Was Smoke Monday on defense? I'm sorry for being so yeah. Okay. I, I think Can he's you a, imagine walking on that field and you're already having a rough-ass game? And you're <laughs> Smoke Monday and, and Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Gardner Johnson. Yo, get them the fuck out of here. They're done. They're Because so, you're not dealing with the shit talker if you're having a bad game. Bro, C.J. And I throw a pick. C.J. is a professional shit talker get in your head type of person because tom brady is probably the coldest most calculating person in nfl history and every time he plays us cj's getting in his head he's fucking cursing out our coaches doing all types of shit that he really could get in trouble for if he wasn't tom brady you know what i'm saying like you can't you can't run to the sideline and just curse our coach out because our fucking players are tormenting your ass you can't do nothing you know what i'm saying like but that's bro and I just love it because it's like we're using everything we can to influence the game. You know, like if I aggravate Tom Brady on this one play, is he going to throw an incomplete pass? Boom, let me aggravate him. He threw an incomplete pass. All he probably did was flick him or something. You know, like, hey, Tom, you know, you just stick your helmet in. You stick his hand. You just, like, touch his eyebrow or little something. Little annoying shit. This might be enough. To, huh? Little annoying shit on the field would just drive you nuts when you're already throwing picks. You're having a bad game. Bro, and Tom against us, he doesn't have good games. Even in the game they won in the playoffs, he don't play good against us. That's why he's pissed off every time when it when they bro, literally I've never seen Tom Brady look like a normal quarterback. He's scared. Like like he's he's like he's like this, bro. He's got the ball and he'll be like Oh, like he—he's just like he's just trying to get it out of his hand because he sees ghosts. He knows Cam Jordan then came off the edge and hit him three times already. You feel me? He's—he's he's doing that, bro. And what happens is the reason why he does that is because the Saints give him so many issues. Is because we can hold our coverage for long enough to make him have to look somewhere else than his first target. And by that point, we got pressure because we—we we don't have to blitz you to get pressure, like. You know what I'm saying? All we need to do is hold, so you don't throw this ball in two or three seconds. So what are you what are you rating this? Uh, what are you rating this draft class? And then we're gonna move on to one of your favorite subjects. Hell yeah, I'm excited for that. But I I give the Saints a B plus. Um, I like all the picks. I, I'm I'm a little I don't know exactly how I feel about first of all trading whatever we had to trade to get the picks from the Eagles in the beginning, and then. It looked, it, looked weird to, to, it looked weird. Yeah, and then trading those picks to Washington, or one of those picks to Washington, yeah. so that we can move up to number eleven. But I also think a bunch of other teams were looking at Olave, and they were definitely going to take him because sure. a wide receiver already got taken. He was, and it was him and the other guy that were the number two, the top two rated wide receivers. So, you know, I think it was a good choice. He's Ohio State, Mike Thomas, and. You know, he'll establish a quick connection. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, New Orleans, Ohio, New Orleans, St. Buckeyes, you know, like, fuck you, be. But yeah, A minus. I'm happy with uh, what we did. And um, uh, I'm excited uh, to see if we get Tyron Matthew. Hopefully, in the next podcast, we're talking about Tyron Matthew to New Orleans. 100%, because I think it will happen by then. Let's go into the Champions League. Uh, You know, 
uh, we got the scores and the teams listed below. Uh, what do you what do you think about the first leg and 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 the upcoming matches? What, what do you got for us? Okay, so the first leg, uh, Man City hosted Real Madrid. It was an absolutely incredible game. I would easily put it as top three game this year. Like, it doesn't matter what what league or whatever. That was it, one of the three best games this year. It was just Man City scored in the fourth minute. Kevin De Bruyne and Bangs went in. Uh, clean goal. Uh, in the 11th minute, Jesus puts us up 2 nothing. I'm thinking we're about to win 7 nothing or some shit. Like, I'm thinking we're about to blow them out the water. Like, they don't have any chance. And sure enough, the guy that I'm pretty sure is going to be the Ballon d'Or winner this year bends him up, bangs one in, and tells us, hold on, not so fast. So it's 2-1. They We go into halftime with a 2-1 lead, feeling solid, but feeling like we left a lot of opportunities on the field because we always do because we don't have a striker. We have players that are creators of chances and they can finish, but they're not made for finishing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, midfielders aren't strikers. You know, they're midfielders or they're, or they're wingers. They're more creative. They can still give us 15 to 20 goals, which is solid. But, you know, we're going to have those moments where where we're just missing chances. Mares had like two chances. He's he's just he, he just got to slide it home, bro. Like Sterling had one, you know. Just just slide it home, bro. I know for a fact, you put Ronaldo or you put uh, Mbappe or Erling Haaland or something like that up there. They're stabbing that ball home. It's like predatory instinct in the box, you know. Like they're just like sharks, like smelling blood. Oh, the ball's loose. Boom! I'm banging it into the net, you know. Like, but uh, players that especially at City where the big focus is passing the ball, sometimes we do we, – we're, we're too cute. We're trying to freaking damn near pass the ball into the net. This happens when we play FIFA sometimes. When I'm playing with City, I damn near try to pass the ball into the net, and I'll see – oh, you know, um, I'll see we have uh, – <laughs> I'll see we have like – For the, for the viewers, I – we're on a tight time schedule. Chris has to go somewhere, so I texted him what time it was, and he gave me the old. <laughs> but uh, keep going, dog. Uh, lost your train of thought. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Basically, um, Man City have a lot of passing players that are really good, gifted at passing the ball. For sure, and speed like hell. Yeah, and but what, sometimes that that's what does us in, where we're just trying to be too cute. We're trying to pass too much or do yeah. this little extra thing. Just shoot it. Just let it go. A striker has the instinct yeah. for that. Like, he knows literally this might be – this tiny window might be the only chance I got. Like, bro, I seen Benzema score a goal, and it was like, bro, that was literally the only way he could have scored that goal, and, and he did, you know. Like, I seen in the same game, uh, you know – Proceeding on, we were up 2-1. We scored a little bit after halftime. Phil Foden put us up back up 3-1. I was feeling good once again. And Vinicius Jr. goes on a freaking long run down the sideline, dribbles past a few players and slots it home, brings us back to 3-2. And I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me – I've always said, bro, like, F Madrid, Madrid ain't shit, all this. I've, I've watched soccer for long enough. I don't like Madrid because that's not my team. I'm a Barca fan. But I have the utmost respect because that is, that is the biggest club in the world. Because you could just tell, bro, like 
you look at a Man United, you look at Barca, you look at Bayern, they go through slumps. You know, Real Madrid doesn't go through slumps. They still, you, bro, the only way you win in 35 La Liga titles, which Bayern have, what, 20-something or maybe 30 Bundesligas, um, yeah. way easier league, right? Yeah, um, it's mainly two teams, them and Dortmund. And, and the other team, it, listen, Bayern done won their 10th uh, Bundesliga uh, this past week. 10th in a row. That's the European record for most consecutive titles won by a team. And you you go you go look at Real Madrid and they have bro, the second most Champions Leagues is AC Milan. They have seven. Madrid have thirteen, bro. Nobody's touching them. This this is their bro. The only reason they're not better than City. When you watch the game, go look at the highlights. You can't tell me that we're not better. We're tearing them apart. It's just it's just four, four three four three is pretty scary now going to Madrid. It is know, that's scary. I'm scared. I'm yeah. I'm scared. But Especially I also Bernardo, think, you know? I I do think I'm only scared because Benzema because he's yeah. having a Ballon d'Or season and when I see a player having a Ballon d'Or season, even though we're better than them, I know we're better. I can see we just won the game, obviously. So that has to mean something in terms of. You know who's the better team? We created way more chances, had the ball more, but uh, a player like Benzema or like a Ronaldo and Messi when they're at the top, they're they're game changers, bro. They they will they will. Oh, Man City's up two one. You know, look at look at the PSG game. PSG won the first game, won nothing. Madrid didn't do anything. They were super like sitting back. They didn't want to get attacked. They go back to Madrid and Mbappe scores the first goal. So it's two nothing on aggregate PSG. And then in freaking like 15 minutes, Benzema scores three. Game over. 3-2 Real Madrid. They go through, eliminate PSG with all their superstars and all that. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm i not going to sit here and say that that can't happen because it most definitely can happen. They just won La Liga. They feeling high and mighty. They throwing everything they got at us. Meanwhile, we're still locked into the one of the hardest title races in recent memory with Liverpool, which is arguably every the year, other best every year team. it is a hard race. I mean, sometimes, yeah, sometimes sometimes somebody runs away with it, but I mean, it's yeah. still it's still the toughest league, I think. Yeah, I would say over the last few years, it's only been City and Liverpool. Right, but right, sure. two one there was one season that we we ran away with it. That was a hundred point season. There was one season that when they won the title, that one season they won the Premier League, they ran away with it. And then the other season, other two seasons, we won. One of them was another season that ended only by one point. We literally had to win our last fourteen straight games. Like we had to win all fourteen games because. Liverpool did not stop losing. I mean, did not stop winning either. So we just had to run them down. We just had to keep keep winning every game. And some of those games, bro, like it was going down to the wire. But anyways, I'm getting off on a Man City tangent. Let me talk about Liverpool, Villarreal real quick. So this will be kind of quick. Villarreal, uh, they are a Cinder Cinderella story, a fairy tale. They knocked out Byron, uh, Juventus first, uh, which was pretty – I mean – they're not better than Juventus, but Juventus just played so bad, like they deserve to lose. Like you, you, you were just trash. You know, like they were. They, I mean, they, they were doing the rant in the playoffs, babe. Literally, bro. Oh, like Juve, Juve, bro. Juve had no business losing to Villarreal, bro. But they didn't understand how Villarreal were gonna play the game, um, and basically, Villarreal doesn't give a fuck about having the ball or possession. They're going to sit back, 
and when we get our chance, we're going to hit you, and we're going to create, we're going to take it. When, when that chance comes, we're gone. We're gone. We're going down the field, and we're going to get what we could get. Juve was like, oh, okay, we're going to go back and forth with you, and got their stupid ass beat 3-1 at home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you're, not, you're not built for that. That's not your game, you know, and, and that's Villarreal's game. You're going to play them at their game? All right, you're going to see, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why you, bro, you have to just play your game because I've noticed a lot of teams, when they play City, they sit back. Or Liverpool, they sit back. They don't play open like City and Liverpool play. Let you go try. Let one of them little shitty relegation teams like Norwich or something like that go play an open game. Oh, yeah, we're going to go back and forth and try to attack. Bitch, it's going to be 10-0 at the end of the game. Like, you're going <laughs> to get torn apart because you don't have the quality to be able to do that. Bro, there's right. games. Like, you could go. I'll give you an example, right? You could go look up the first time Man City played Leeds this season. We won 7-0. Go look at Kevin De Bruyne in that game. Bro, <laughs> if you let this man have open space, right, this is why teams sit back so that we don't have, uh, you know, lanes to pass through and move the ball around. They, they make it to where we're crunched into this area and we basically got to shoot from outside the box and make it hard on us. But teams that play open – Bro, Kevin De Bruyne is a wrecking ball. I promise you. Every game that that somebody plays open, like we play Liverpool. Liverpool play open against us, obviously, because they're capable of doing that. Kevin De Bruyne be cutting up every time. But I'm not gonna lie, they be hitting us. They be hitting us because Liverpool. Hey. They, you feel me? They like that. They could come back. Villarreal. Somehow, some way, the Man City tangent has made its way back. Oh, over. I know, bro. Look, we got. We, I know you got to get going. It's eight o'clock on the dot. Let's okay. let's go over um UFC two seventy four, and, oh. and and then we'll wrap it up. What you, what you got? You got something else on that? I was gonna say. I was gonna say we could go for like five more. Five okay, more. let's let's uh let's go ahead and jump to UFC two seventy four. Okay. Um, stupid, massive, dumb card. Absolutely. There's two title fights, right? Two of Trevor Whitman's fighters. We got Charles Oliveira, lightweight champion, against uh, Justin Gaethje. Banger of a fight, right? Uh, me, I'm, 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 I'm picking against Charles Oliveira. I'm going with Justin Gaethje. I'm I was going gonna, I was gonna I'm go going for a round knockout. That's what I'm going with. Oliveira's the current champion, right? Yes, sir. Yep, yep. Uh, let me just ask you real quick. He lost the belt, won it back. No, sir. Oh, okay. No, he's had a, a long career in the UFC of just, like, making his way up. And uh, he he beat – oh, shit, who did he beat for it? Oh, fuck. Uh, like Michael, Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler. Oh, okay, okay. Like, I might be getting confused with a different uh, fighter in a different weight class, but I thought there was somebody that won the title uh, for the first time, but then they lost it in their next fight, but then they fought again and got it back. I don't know who that is. No idea. I might be wrong, or it might be a boxer. Um, I might be all over yeah. the place right here. Let me stop interrupting. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, <laughs> I'm, tripping, bro. Uh, I'm going with Justin Gaethje, third round knockout. Uh, I just think okay. Charles Oliveira gets hit a little too much. Um, okay. I, I will say Charles Oliveira has the the you know um, the way better jujitsu clearly, but Gaethje can can stop those takedowns and stop him from getting to the ground. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Gaethje by unanimous decision. Okay. okay. I'm gonna go. I don't that far at all. I mean, I would, if it goes that far, it's going to be a barn burner of a fight. Or it could be a cagey ass. Uh, nobody really wants to get too beat up bad, and I'm just going to keep my distance. But these not, guys. Not are, 
Yeah, these guys aren't that. <laughs> the, the next fight, we got Rose Namajunas versus Carla Esparza. Oh, come uh, on. Carla Esparza. I love Thug Rose. So, Let's be real. Thug is taking this. Thug is taking this. She, bro, after she yeah. beat uh, hey, shit, ha- shit can happen. Shit can I, I happen. don't see it happening this fight unless it's something it. on the ground that gets a little tricky with Carla Esparza. I think that's, with that's women fighters, huh? I, I don't know if it's that I'm a little bit unexperienced or whatever the case may be, but I think women fights are a little bit more unpredictable than men fights. For like sure. men, I feel like it's like the physicality part. If you have more of it, bro, like it's gonna be obvious, you know. I, like I think I, I don't think you mean unpredictable, but I mean I just it's mean like, like you know anything can happen and. A, a men's fight, but well, what people fail to realize, women are the same way. You know, when when Ronda Rousey got clipped by Holly Holm, people thought it was impossible, and I it mean, was happening right in front of people's faces. So Carla Esparza, to me, she she can win this fight. The okay. only way I see it happen is on the ground. But I'm going Rose Namajunas by decision. Okay, That's I'm gonna I'm go going. Rose by TKO. Okay, what round? In, in the this is a title fight. Yes, sir. Yep, yep. I'm gonna uh, go. Is the yeah, yeah, title fight, uh, 115 strawweight. Okay, I'm going to be real. I'm not um, too, too uh, familiar with Carla, so I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say TKO at the beginning of the fourth. She gets three rounds out of Rose, and then she gets her gets her on her way at the beginning of the fourth round. You yeah. feel me? Tony right. Ferguson versus Michael Chandler. Uh, I, 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 you know. Michael I, Chandler. I, 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 yeah. I'm going I with Chandler. Tony's done. I, I want to see this fight from a fan standpoint. Like, hey, this 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 is going to be wild from the jump, as was Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. Because Absolutely. both of these guys have their reputation of when that bell goes ding, ding, ding. They're, they're, uh, fucking ding, ding, ding. <laughs> when a ref says, this ain't boxing. When a ref says, you ready? You ready? Let's fight. But, those dudes are coming out hot. Absolutely. These dudes don't care. Tony Ferguson, bro, Tony Ferguson's the type to throw his whole existence at at you (laughs) to fight you, bro. Like, his whole shit at you, bro. Like, I'm throwing everything, my foot, my toes, my, my, bro, I will fucking spit on your face if it makes you tap out. (laughs) You feel me? You feel me? But but I am going with Michael Chandler, and and, and I'm, I'm going with him in the first. Damn, okay. I he said Tony retired. But I'm going with Michael Chandler in the first. I think he's too much. He's he's weird. He's different. I'm he's I'm gonna say athlete. I'm gonna go Michael Chandler in the second. I I'm, I'm not uh, Tony, he I mean, let's be real. Tony is a experienced fighter and if this could possibly be his last fight, I don't think he's gonna go out like a bitch. I think he's gonna do everything he can. But I also think uh you can't do anything about if you're just not that guy anymore. Like, if you just don't have the capabilities to be what you were, well, uh, somebody's going to show you that you can't do this anymore. And no sport, no sport does that, shows you that you're not that guy anymore better than combat sports. Uh You could get away with it in the NBA or NFL or all this because you have teammates that can mask this. But if you're not that guy in boxing, I promise you, or or, uh, MMA, I promise you the first fight that you go fight where you're not that guy, you're getting crushed. You're getting fucking obliterated by a guy that is at that place right now, you know? Yeah. These these other fights, I'm not really going to give predictions on except for one. 
Uh, it's just it's just fights that I'm 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 hella excited for. We got a uh, Shogun Hua, a legend versus Ovin Saint Pro, uh, in the 205 uh, light heavyweight division. Um, okay. Then we got freaking Donald Cerrone still fighting. And <laughs> I, listen, before anybody gives me shit, I know Cerrone's last name and the thing, uh, the the thing below is spelled wrong. I, it only lets me put in a certain amount of characters, okay? Okay. So I had to take the E off of Cerrone, and I had to take the T off of uh, off of Dumont's uh, last name. Norma, okay. Norma Dumont. I had to take the letters off. Ran out of characters. But before anybody gives me shit, I'm gonna give myself shit, okay? But we got Donald Cerrone versus Joe Lozon. I think that's gonna be a banger. Um, I, I don't know why I want Cerrone to retire. I want him to win this fight and go out on a high note. Okay. You know, I want him to He's been getting his ass kicked, and I don't want to see him keep getting his ass kicked because I know fights he goes all out. And, uh, he, you know, I think some of those guys, when they start losing, like, a lot and badly, like, you're low-key putting your health at risk because you're not capable of defending yourself the same way as you were like i mean there's that case we talked about this a few months ago that one guy that ended up dying because he got punched like by some guy in a boxing ring i think it was it might have been kickboxing but um yeah like he just nothing, to, like, you nothing to play with especially later in your career yeah like bro if you got five l's in a row god's telling you go do something else you know what i'm saying you could try one more time but you might not have one more time, you know. You're 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 getting hit in the head, you know. Yeah. What I'm saying? Or, or either either get the hell out of there before it's too late, or change your game plan before it's too late. Yeah, that, like I, I get you want to be entertaining for the fans, but be that smarter fighter. Take it to the ground, you know. Be that smarter fighter instead of that entertaining brawler fighter. Fighter. There, there has to. There definitely has to be something that I think since MMA is kind of so new. I think it hasn't happened yet, but we'll find a fighter that basically can do what I've seen in other sports. Uh, when players get old, they, they adjust their game <laughs> where they're doing things that they don't need as much physicality or that the same uh, athletic attributes that they have when they were maybe 27 or 25 or whatever the case may be. They, they start, you know, in the NBA – you know, you see guys like Kobe and LeBron, they, they get a little older, they start shooting yeah. threes because I don't have to keep driving in the lane and putting my body on the line. I could just pull up and shoot this three and shit. If I make it, I made more than what I would have got if I drove in anyways, you know? To, so. to me, that's one of the things I appreciate most about uh, Ty Lee and, and, and Sean and Vin, the, the coaches over at, at Mid-City, is the, the fact that they're going in there like like Tan's fights are all exciting. He's knocking dudes out bad, right? Okay. But if you watch his fights, he's not going in there just brawling and, and getting crazy looking for that knockout. He is their, their thing is hit and don't get hit. Yeah, you, watch, you you study Tan's fights. He's knocking dudes out because he's patient because he's being the smarter fighter. Bro, so a lot like, of in those cases, it's about who's willing to be more patient, like. If you're not going to be patient, you better have the right answer that time that you come out. Because if yep. you get caught, if you don't have the right answer, I'm sleeping your ass. You know, like that's if you go look at the last fight, it it wasn't much of a stand up fight. It, it ended fast in the first round, but excuse me, um, go you know, he was he was still avoiding a, a, a leg lock. He was defending. I know it's not getting hit 
and and or, or, or not getting hit and giving hits. You know what I mean? But it's still okay. He's giving me a submission. I, I, I'm gonna be smart, but hey, I'm about to give him that. Mm, Absolutely. I'm gonna knock his ass out. Uh, if, if nobody has seen that, I, 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 I highly recommend going watch that knockout because there's a picture. If you just go look up that article we talked about earlier, top five one championships, most exciting U.S. fighters. There's a picture. Uh, the thumbnail of the video of time is him hitting Gary Tone on the ground. You see like a small little bubble that they made sure to highlight of Gary Tone's face when time Ooh. hit him. Yeah. And it, it, it's like you said earlier, Tom Brady seeing ghosts. It looked like he was seeing ghosts. I was like, oh, shit. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, felt, yeah. I felt bad. I, I really felt bad. I was happy for my guy, but I felt bad. Uh, and then since we're talking about Mid-City, I, I'm going to jump into this last fight, and we're going to wrap this up. Is okay. one of New Orleans' own. One of Mid City's own Macy Chasson is fighting on UFC 274. That is huge. That is a big card. There will be a lot of eyes on her, and I, I, I think she gets it done for sure. Um, I'm excited for her to be on such a big card. She beats Norma. Oh, 100%. 100%. You know I, I about think, you know about Norma, like is she not not too much, not too yeah. much, but I do know about Macy. <laughs> I know about Macy. I know about Macy. So <laughs> I know about I, Macy. You know, I might be a little bandwagon, a little biased. Uh, Come on, we got to support the city. Oh, for you know, we sure. Because if we don't, who will? For sure. Come on. Come on. Since literally, bro. You know, that, listen, national media don't give a damn about New Orleans. Yeah. All they care about is L.A., New York, Miami, all the big cities. Oh, okay. Well, we making sure that we put New Orleans on the map. You feel me? I'm going to cut a promo right here, right? Okay. Uh, similar to how uh, Nate, Nate Diaz did when he called out Conor McGregor, is Mayor Cantrell, get your shit together. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you, you, you're loving the football. You're loving the basketball, right? Put some MMA in this city. Come on. Get that and, and the the MMA Do your damn homework. Do your job. There is more than just football and basketball in this damn city. Dude, there's, this is soccer that's developing. There's come. MMA that's on fire. Hey, bro, let's get our shit together. You know, you fucking show a lot of props to New Orleans. You know, they got a rugby team and they're doing really well. And they are. And hey, we have a USFL team. I'm, I'm I'm friends with a lot of guys on that team, and I'm 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 happy for their success. I'm happy for that team success. You know what I mean? But let's get some fucking media and attention on New Orleans and, and MMA because it's 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 disrespectful. Hell it really yeah. is. It's disrespectful. Hell we got yeah. guys going out there entertaining, fighting, bringing belts home. You know. It, well, you know, good things. There's no, no attention at all. I think a guy like Tan Lee, uh, the path that he's on um, and things that he's already done, <laughs> I think people are going to have no choice but to acknowledge him. And first of all, where he comes from, what he represents. Um, dude, I mean, bro, like, I know you follow somebody named uh, the Asian Cajun. Like, I, I know that's, that's, that's not. That's Tan's brother, Vin Lee. Yeah, see. Every time I see that, I'm thinking that's time because he yeah. just seems like like a Cajun person, you know, like he's from Lafayette or something, and he Those eats crawfish. Dudes. So he I've sucks never the crawfish out the shell. You feel? I've you never know? actually been out with them, right? But from you know seeing them in the gym, I guarantee you they be in the club just jigging. Like, Come on, bro! Like and same shit I be doing. It's it's New Orleans. It's culture. They are New Orleans. Like Come on, bro! He's you know, he's New Orleans like, as hell. Bro, but that's, you know, that's that's just like with anything, bro. I mean, we literally got 
Zion Williamson on our team, and they can't they can't even cover Zion. You feel I me? Mean? They don't give a damn. Right. Like they, they cover us because they have to, or because we force them to. The Pelicans making it to Game Six, y'all gotta talk about us. We here, bitch. You yeah. you mean? Like you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Another thing, on our next episode, we're talking about the Pelicans and what I think yeah. uh, they could do next year because we didn't. And, get and what the hell that. they need to do in this off season? Absolutely, hell yeah, man! I'm hey, bro. You gotta be excited. Think about all the shit we gonna talk. I know we get into some more MMA shit. We get into Tyron Matthew. Hopefully, we got huge Champions League games this week. Gigantic, the second legs. Hopefully, let's do an episode. Uh, we're gonna go for an episode next Sunday. We're gonna we're gonna talk UFC 274. We're gonna talk more Champions League. We're gonna talk some more NBA playoffs. You know, we're gonna talk the Pelicans. Thank you for joining on the first episode, bro. Thank you for all the, 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 the content and the stats and, and all the good opinions. And thank you for being on Talking Smack with Tam. Bro, I'm glad that I was able to be here for a whole first full episode, bro. Like, this is just the beginning. I'm so excited to be back next week, bro. Like, woo! Yes, yes, we got the best potty on the net, you heard? We a hey, one day we will, and that's a fact. Hey man, thank you for joining. We're gonna get out of here. Appreciate y'all. Peace. All right.